Hey guys, it's Jamie. Hi, it's Madison. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Drop Mock Podcast. Podcast. Listen up for personal growth and business conversations for the ambitious entrepreneur. Quiet on the set, we're going live. Hey, Drop Mock friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to have a conversation with Bree Seeley. Bree helps entrepreneurs just like you build tailor made businesses to monetize your genius. She helps you transform into the entrepreneur you dream of becoming and truly grow your business. Bree has trained close to 5,000 people around the world, wrote a best-selling book called Permission to Leap, and hosts a podcast called Success Diaries. Today, she's going to talk to us about all things entrepreneurship. Bree, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to chat all things business with you. So my very first question is, how did you become so passionate about coaching entrepreneurs? Did you roll out of bed one day and just think, I'm going to become a business coach? Or what's your backstory that got you here? I mean, it's literally a 36-year journey of having gotten to where I am right now. Um, close to 37. I'm turning 37 in a few weeks. Um, but I, I was raised by an entrepreneur. I grew up, you know, single mom, going to work with her, helping her train employees, restock shelves. She bought a business when I was in high school. I would help her manage and run the business, especially in the summers when I didn't have anything else to do. Um, that transitioned into me. Then I went to college, studied fashion design, got a bachelor's, uh, went to Italy, got a master's in fashion design, came back to the States, uh, got a job that was okay, but I wasn't really super passionate about it. So I just like started this little like fashion label on the side. And uh, little by little, that label grew. I started it in 2007. By 2012, I had won awards. I My collection was picked up by Zappos. I was seen on The Bachelor. I was dressing Tony Braxton. It, like all these crazy things were happening. Brought my, my label to LA, um, ended up, closing that label in 2015. Uh, I was frustrated. It wasn't aligned with my core values, what I needed, who I was. And while I love fashion, I realized that I didn't like the business of fashion. And so from there, I kind of, uh, you know, closed my brand and was like, what's next? Mm -hmm. And coaching was kind of like the, the next step for me because people had been asking me for years to help them build their businesses mm -hmm. based on what I'd done with my fashion label. And so I was like, all right, what the heck? Like I'll coach people. I had, so the, the job that I had for eight years while I was building my fashion business was as a vocational rehabilitation counselor. So I was counseling people and coaching people for eight years on top of running my fashion business for eight years. And it just made sense to kind of put those two things together. So I put them together and I started coaching in general. And then I really, I, I was coaching a lot of entrepreneurs, but I never felt confident enough to say, I'm an entrepreneur coach. I know how to tell people how to, you know, build and grow businesses. Um, so that really only happened last year where I was like, I'm going to niche down and really just focus on helping people build businesses because I know the freedom and the power that comes with one, having a business and two, getting to be yourself, your unapologetic self, be in your zone of genius, 
be living out your values every single day and, and making money from it. So uh, yeah, last year I niched down and very quickly became the number one entrepreneur coach on Google and am just continuing to move forward and Oh my goodness. I absolutely love that because you have such a unique story. I've never heard of a business coach who started out in fashion, but I think that also gives you like a new set of skills and, you know, credibility and things like that, that you bring to coaching your clients that nobody else has like in a very unique way. So I absolutely love that. And at the end there, you were mentioning how, you know, in entrepreneurship, you're able to be yourself when you have your own business. So my next question would be, why is that one of the reasons you believe entrepreneurship is so appealing and why people really want to run their own businesses in today's day and age? I really think it's a huge reason because so many people, I was just talking to um, my content writer this weekend, who was a former client, and she was saying how she worked for a corporation. I won't name names, but it's a, it's a household name corporation for years and years and years. And the reason that she's, she's like, I will never go back to doing that work again because they never accepted me for who I was. I always had to change myself or, you know, tamp myself down or like diminish myself to be something else to show up in the workplace there. And I think a lot of people are having that experience where corporations just don't, aren't able to hold space for individuality, for free thinking, for innovation, for expansion and evolution within their organizations. And I think that a lot of people now are just simply unwilling to play that game anymore. They're unwilling to pretend to be something they're not. And when you run your own business, you get to be whatever the hell you want to be. You get to be whoever you want to be. You get to show up, you know, I'm, I, I look good, of course, today from like the waist up. I'm wearing a nice, you know, fur vest with a nice banana republic thing. And then I have on my moccasin slippers and my, my, you know, yoga pants. So like I get to, I'm, I'm sitting on my couch today. I'm, my apartment is actually packed up. I'm moving in a week. Um, and you know, I just get to show up as who I am, how I am, where I am in every given situation, in every given moment. And there for me, again, my core values, freedom, like, there's nothing better than just getting to be myself every single day. I love that. I'm right there with you. I completely agree. And I love that people are starting to embrace more of wanting to be themselves and be creative and authentic. I think it's so vitally important for success in life and in business. Why would, you know, you've coached over 5,000 people and really trained them on how to grow their businesses. From that experience, why do you think so many new entrepreneurs really fail at pursuing a business idea that they have? Is there something that they forget to implement from the beginning? Or why do we see these people try out entrepreneurship but never fully continue with it? So I think there's two major reasons that I've seen and the first one is that um, people really get sucked into a lot of the hype online around um, basically following other people's guidance, but like too much so, right? Like there's, there's a line where, yes, of course, you want to learn best practices. Yes, of course, you want to know like what works, what doesn't work. But you still have to also then ask yourself, but who am I in this equation? 
And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, I just saw a woman a few weeks ago announce that she was closing down her business because being an entrepreneur, she couldn't be herself. And I was like, I don't know who you learned from, honey, but whoever that person is, you need to fire them and delete all of the information they gave you from your brain because there is no better opportunity to be yourself. If you feel like as an entrepreneur, you have to show up a certain way or you have to look a certain way or you have to be a certain way in order to be successful, that's wrong. It's completely wrong. The only way to be as an entrepreneur is yourself. So I think in entrepreneurship, too many people look at how other people have gotten to be successful and they fail to ask, but what does that mean for me? So I've always, even in my fashion business, people would be like, these are the steps you need to take to be a successful fashion designer. And I was like, but I don't want to take those steps. <laughs> those aren't my steps. I don't want to intern for anyone. I don't like, I don't want to do these things. I'm going to do it my way. And I've always been super stubborn in that way, thankfully, because now it's what I get to help other people do. Um, so I think that's one thing. And I, I really think that the other thing is that, um, oh, I had a good second one. And now this is what happens. As I was saying, there were two things. I was like, oh, I need to jot down what the second one is. Totally but fine. Information moves through my brain so quickly that unless I like grab it, it's gone. Um, let me see. Do you think it's important um, for entrepreneurs to have those core values that you have mentioned a couple of times of here's what I stand for? Like you mentioned freedom is one of yours. Why do you think core values are so important? Because if you're living a life that is, op or if you're, if you're living a life or running a business that is in opposition to who you are, you will never be satisfied and you will never be fulfilled. So for example, my fashion business, like I said, was the antithesis of freedom. I had to have an office. I had like a 300 pound sewing machine. I had all of this equipment, all of this machinery, supplies, fabric, patterns, um, stock, like all of these things that literally felt like a weight. Like I felt like I was being tethered to something. And so I was constantly fighting against my business because I wanted to be free and my business needed me to be in one space and to be tethered. I had a second business that was very similar. I was required to be in LA for four in-person events a month. Like that's the antithesis of who I am and what I need to be happy and successful. So in my trainings, I'm literally filming uh, a new training today and all of my trainings, all of them, every single one of them, the first module always starts with you. Because if you don't know yourself, if you don't know what your zone of genius is, if you don't know what you need to make you happy, if you don't know how to express yourself, if you don't know what your gifts are, you literally will never succeed as an entrepreneur. And the thing about all that too, that I, I talk about that is the core of my business is that your gifts, your values, your expression, your zone of genius, all of that stuff is unique to you, which is also why I'm super anti, like take these five steps. Like there's only one path. You have to do it this way in order to be successful because it's just, if you're looking at someone else's rules of the game and they're not your rules, it's just never going to work for you. You have to know yourself enough to know what works for me. I had a client come to me and she's a life coach in North Dakota. And I said to her, oh my goodness, I know all the TV stations in North Dakota. We're going to get you on TV. We're going to get your press down. You're going to be like the top life coach in North Dakota. And she looked at me and she said, but I don't want to be on camera. And I was like, oh, okay. Well then obviously your strategy is not going to involve you being on camera or you getting on TV. 
that's my strategy because I'm really good at it, but that's not for everyone. And so you have to know yourself well enough to know what's going to work for me and what's not going to work for me because you can't show up in your business as someone you're not. One, people will see through it immediately. And two, you're just always going to be fighting with your business. Why do you believe strategy is so important for business success? Like creating that game plan of here's some of the things you are going to do, the things you aren't going to do. Because if you don't have a map, you don't, you, you can't get anywhere. Mm-hmm. I actually, a, a client of mine this weekend just had the, like, they followed this map. They were taking a hike. They followed this map. And then at some point they put the map away and from where they were to where they were going was like a half a mile. They ended up taking like a six mile detour because they put their map away and they had no idea where they were going. And it's the same with business. If you don't have a destination and you don't know like what your game plan is going to be now, that's not to say that your game plan won't change. It likely will change, but you have to know, okay, what am I doing today? What am I doing this week? What am I doing this month? What am I doing this quarter? in order to get me to that destination that I want to be going to. Showing up every day and being like, oh, what am I in the mood to do today? You're going to take five steps to the right, and then you'll wake up tomorrow and take three steps backwards, and then you'll wake up the next day and take five steps to the left, and all of a sudden you're just walking in circles because you don't have a plan about the path ahead of you. I completely agree with you because I've noticed that if I don't have, I like to break down life and business goals into 90 day challenges and work like every three months, every 90 days, because it gives you that time to go back and reevaluate where you're at, change up the strategy if you need to, but it really does keep you consistent of here are those daily grinds and actions that you perform in order to create the results that you're looking for. So I completely agree with that. What would, what life advice would you say has made a significant impact on running your business that you'd like to pass on to the listeners? The biggest thing that I have leaned on in creating my life is my intuition. And really, again, it comes back to that, like knowing yourself and you just have to really be in tune with who you are and what you need. Um, two years ago, I uprooted my entire life in Los Angeles, put everything in storage and went back to Minneapolis to be with family for a year before moving to New York. So I've currently been in New York for a year. About a month ago, I started getting homesick and I was like, I haven't lived, you know, I went back for a year, but like I've been away from home for 20 years and I've never looked back once. Like, where is this homesickness coming from? And I followed my intuition and was like, all right, if this is, if this is what I need right now, I'm putting all my stuff in storage and I'm leaving New York, which was my 30 year long lifelong dream. And I'm going back to Minnesota for four months to be with family again. And like, you know, this is not what I would have planned for myself. It's not what I would have guessed for myself. It's not what I would have expected. And at the same time, it's exactly what I need. And in order for me to feel fulfilled and happy right now, that's what I need to do. And so following my intuition has led me to leave, leave high school early and move to Italy and buy a house and relocate to LA. And like it, it's, it's just really, it, 
I think intuition is the only thing that can ever really truly guide us in the right direction. And in those moments, and I'm sure your listeners have had these moments when we don't listen to our intuition, it's when things really start going wrong. And so life, business, personal, relationships, whatever it is, your intuition knows. It's that gut feeling that's going to tell you where do I need to be right now? Where do I need to be putting my energy right now? Who do I need to be surrounding myself with? I just yesterday ended a potential partnership and collaboration that originally felt really good. And the deeper and deeper and deeper we got into it, I was like, is this really aligned? Like, is this really what I want? And so I sent her a voice memo yesterday and was just like, I love you. And like for right now, this just doesn't feel right. And I just have to trust that. And I have to follow that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's really powerful because I think as entrepreneurs, one of the best tools and assets we have is just to trust our gut, follow that intuition because it will not steer us wrong. Yes. So I, my next question is all about the know, like, and trust factor, which is something that our listeners hear all the time is to build that connection and credibility with your audience. What are your best recommendations for doing that with authenticity of really showing up as you know, someone they can relate to, but also someone to take seriously. Yeah. So for me, it's a combination of a few things and I will remember what they are this time. The first one is consistency. If someone's going to trust you, they need to know that you're showing up on a regular consistent basis. So if that means weekly newsletters, if that means daily Instagram posts, if that means, you know, whatever that means, just make sure you're being consistent with whatever you commit to. You could only post on Instagram twice a week, but be consistent with that, whatever that looks like for you. I think the second thing, like you said, you, you do have to be real. You do have to be authentic. And, and I, I think that word gets thrown around a lot, but what I mean by that is that wherever you are, you need to just show up there. And I get a lot of feedback around this from my clients and just from people in my community in general is that if I'm having a rough day, I'm not going to get online and be like, everything's amazing. I'm going to get online and be like, you know, I'm, I am just having a hard day today and I'm okay. But like, I'm in the fire just as much as you're in the fire today. And I just, I, I need to like, let you know that up front because it's important. I, I think that as leaders, I just got asked this question the other day that was like, you know, in the midst of this pandemic as leaders, what do we need to like portray to like help our, our followers be like calm? And I was like, don't portray anything. If you're showing up lying to your people about where you're at, you're not leading them. People trust me because I'm willing to get online and be like, wow, I've been going through this deep homesickness and it's a feeling that's unfamiliar to me. And so I've given myself space and time to explore it. And as a result of it, I'm moving back to a hometown that I said I would never live in ever again. And here I am. And like, I'm having to confront the stories I tell myself around like, does that make me a failure? Am I giving up? Am I ever coming back to New York? What does that mean? And so for me to be able to show up and be like, I go through it just like everyone else goes through it. And not because I'm weak or not because I'm not a leader, but actually the exact opposite of that. Like me going through those things means that I'm more of a leader and that I'm more strong because I know exactly what you're going to be going through on your journey. And I'm going to be able to help you move through it. 
Yeah, it adds that relatability like we had talked about earlier. But also, I think people really can smell a fake a mile away. They do not want to buy from someone that they do not trust. They do not want to work with someone that they cannot resonate with. So hope all of you listeners just took what Bree said to heart because that was really powerful. So my last question for you is I would love to know about a recent client success story and what you were able to help them achieve. Ooh, where do I begin? <laughs> I have all these women like flipping through my mind. Um, I'll share about one of my clients. So she and I worked together kind of on and off over the course of a year and a half. And she came to me and, and she's in an industry, again, that's very much like you have to be a certain way. And it's an industry where it's, it's mainly all men. And like definitely at the top of the industry, all men. And so she was really having a hard time with how do I show up as myself in this industry that's telling me that I have to look a certain way and be a certain way. And she wants to be one of the top 10 or 15 people in her industry nationwide. Wow. And so she's like, you know, in an, in an industry of like pantsuits, mm-hmm. how do I show up in a jumper or a dress, right? Like what is what does that mean for me? And so I really got to help her over a course of 18 months kind of come home to who she is and come home to what her gifts are and why she's called to do the work she's called to do. And she started incorporating even tarot cards into like her and her team's, you know, weekly meetings and just all sorts of other things that are just so her. She really started meditating for the first time. She started taking her health and her, her physical like exercise seriously. And, um, as a result, she has more than a seven figure business. She's the last two years in a row, given herself easily a 30% raise. Um, I checked in on her at the beginning of all of this saying, Hey, I know this is probably a really scary time. So she's in the financial industry. And so I was like, you know, the stock market, took a hit, like all this stuff. I, I, I said, I, I honestly just want to offer you some extra support, even though I know we're not working together any longer, just to say like, I'm here. And if you need anyone to talk to, please know that like, you can reach out to me. And she messaged me back and she goes, actually, um, March has been my best month of my business ever. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, and April's on track to be like an even better month. And what I love is that she, she has become so solid within herself. Like she's a pillar for herself, for her family, for her employees, for her community. And now she's, and, and her customers, right? And, and it's because she came into herself and she gave herself permission to do her business her way. Because again, there is no one size fits all. Mm-hmm. So because she gave herself permission to do that, her business is thriving. People trust her. They're coming to her with their money and their, their investments and their concerns and all of this stuff. And she's able to thrive in the face of chaos because she's in her power. And that she's told me that came as a direct result of us working together for 18 months. And it's just so great for me to see, well, one, I love seeing women make a ton of money. Yes. I love it. I love it because we handle money and we operate with money in a very different way than men do. Not neither is right nor wrong, but mm-hmm. women tend to put their money back into their community and their family. Like it, it their money goes further mm-hmm. um, because of how we spend our money. 
Uh, and so I love seeing women make money. I love seeing women come back home to themselves and just give themselves permission to be themselves and to like incorporate tarot into a financial services business. Like it's, it's so unheard of, but it's also so her. And because she was willing to do all those things, she's thriving and she does, she's not worried. Whereas the rest of the world right now and so much of the financial services industry is in chaos and fear. Mm -hmm. And I can tell that you genuinely care. Like it's not just you care about working with this many people. It's you genuinely care about the person that you're working with and you want to see them grow and change and have a thriving life and business. So I think that's absolutely amazing because, um, you know, even you'll reach out to someone and you can just tell that they just want you to put your money down. But with you, it's very different of, I want to help you grow and change. So thank well, you for sharing that. You're so welcome. And for me, it's about so much more than business too, right? Like business is great, but at the end of the day, like I know her husband's name and I know her kids' names and I know where she takes her vacations and I know her team members. I've, I've been in her office. I've met her people. I know where my people live, like who they are, how they spend their time. I, I just like, it's about so much more to me than just business. It's about the person because without you, your business doesn't exist. So if I were to only treat your business and not deal with you, that to me would, it would be out of an out of balance equation. So I, I do care about my people very deeply and I, I maintain contact with my clients for a long time. Like I said, my, my current content writer was a client in 2016 mm -hmm. and we've stayed in contact and, and this is like the second time she's actually worked for me. And I love having her on my team. My current coaching assistant was a client of mine. And I just, it's really important for me to see people thrive even after we're done working together. Yes, absolutely. And listeners, I hope you've had a great time hanging out with Brie. I know I have. Definitely check out the show notes. That way you can follow Brie on social media. And if you're ready to take your business to the next level and you really want to work on you becoming the entrepreneur of your dreams, definitely check out Brie's website if you're interested in working with her. Thank you so much for being here, Brie. Thank you. Yeah.